Here we can start. Oh yeah, okay. Uh huh. Okay. Okay. Okay, everybody have a copy. We have copies here. Ellie, you got your copies for your crowd here? <clears throat> okay, turn to page 135. Page 135. I'd like to welcome everybody back. We hope you learned a lot of Hanukkah. Because if you weren't learning, I feel very guilty. So, uh, hope everybody was steiging. Page 135, the beginning of Paragimel. I remind you, we're, we, we're in the sugi, and we'll get back to the sugi of Chinuch. Interplay with Shabbos, we just uh, have a few days of the Tzar Balachayim sugi because of the original Shaila raised by uh, Tzadok. Uh, why is it we're talking about the Isser Safina Biyadayim of not giving a child an Isser Biyadayim, even if they're not a Yilachinuch? And we mentioned the case, the Gemara had a case, you can't even give them a tray for grasshopper. Grasshopper from the, uh, their, their, some have a Messer and kosher grasshoppers, a non kosher grasshopper, because he might kill it, or it's likely he's going to kill it, and then he might come to eat it. And even though we wouldn't consider that Safina Biyadayim, the Chiddush is, that's also because that Gezerah, because it's so likely that the poor grasshopper is going to die in captivity and he's going to end up eating it. And the Kasha was raised, well, how are you allowed to give the grasshopper to the kid in the first place? Why aren't we worried about the poor grasshopper? Why isn't that Tzar Chaim? So in order to come to the answer, which we have not addressed yet, um, what he's doing in this parak here is dividing basically the Bishayim and Achrenim into two groups. The first group, which would have been the Pashas of the Sugya, is that Saba Chaim applies to all animals, insects, fish, large, small, doesn't make a difference. It's across the board, in which case it should apply to grasshoppers as well. And we'll see later on, we'll get to it tomorrow night or the next night, the Shita of the Ibits of Yaakov Emdin is that it's limited to a select group of animals, and it might not apply to insects. The question is, where does he know that from? Mr. Shem, we'll get to that. But we're still in the first sheet. We'll take a look at 135 at the top. We're going to bring some rayas that applies even to tiny little creatures. Hagamara, it's interesting. The, uh, one, of the, one of the most... I saw reports when the, the sugi was going on with the copepods in the water. Which, by the way, for the record, for all you Brooklynites, which is most of the people in the room, um, well, you're from Boston. Boston is one of the other cities that had it, by the way, interestingly enough. There were like three or four cities in the entire country. It was, uh, I think, uh, think Brooklyn, uh, Queens, uh, well, New York, Boston, San Francisco. I'm trying to figure out what the Tzad of to all these was. Um, but the, 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 the cities that weren't filtering their water, basically. New York had such good water, they weren't filtering it. That was the problem. And it's fascinating. The copepods, which are so small, they're not microscopic or else they wouldn't, they wouldn't be also. But they're very small. Uh, and they grow to, I don't know, I don't remember this year, maybe a, a millimeter. They're very tiny. Uh, but you can see them. I've seen uh, many a dead copepod. Never was there to see any live ones, but you can, uh, you, can, you can buy them, actually, and start your own farm. They're the most numerous, they're the most common creature in the water. Out of all the hundreds of millions of fish, the copepods is the most common creature. And they're found uh, almost everywhere. Apparently, their numbers are not that great because in the Catskills, they don't have a problem. And in, 
it, there were places where they were, didn't have the same filtration, and they um, had some filtrations. They got most of them out. New York wasn't doing it. So, um, so it's uh, that's a creature. I picked that because uh, there there are billions of them, and they're tiny. Is it Tzavah Chaim by a copepod? How would you torture a copepod if you tried? I wouldn't know because most of them come in the New York water. Most of them are dead by the time they get to us because they have a lot of chlorine in the system. Which Shaila is not good for humans, but they, they hold it safe. And they hold the copepods are safe, which is why they didn't fix it till now. And they don't plan on fixing it because it would cost billions of dollars to build a system and they're not interested. Which is why it wasn't fixed. I'm just mentioning that because there are people who think sometimes you have a tumult. And then a couple of years later, you say, ah, yeah, they must have found some cooler. Well, they found uh, a little bit of a cooler, maybe with the shaitals. The jury's still out on that. All these things broke at the same time, if you remember. Um, and they didn't find any uh, cool. There were some Peskim who were Mekel, but they were Mekel then and they're Mekel now. The vast majority of the Peskim held it was Usser. So um, if you go back to Brooklyn once in a while, which I'm sure you do, your parents still live in Bar Park, no? So it's, um, it's still not gay, and it's a Shaila, as Sugis go, it's a, it's a Shaila of uh, many Lavim, Daraisa. It's a pretty serious, uh, pretty serious thing. And people go to the city, they work in the city. Uh, just recently, somebody asked me, is, uh, I'm working in Manhattan, did, did, can I drink out of the water fountain? It's funny, he's asking me this like, uh, what is this, 10 years after the tumult? Nine years after the tumult? Better late than never. Uh, if it's not filtered, you can't drink it. That's uh, true wherever it's, and it was funny, parts of Queens had it, parts didn't, depending on where two different parts had a... Yeah, it's, rel- it's easy to remedy. It's not... What was that? Why, you actually caught a lot of them? Wow. Wow. What? Yes. The, the first thing they fixed, the OU was actually very quick about changing their policy. Um, at first, the whole... Yeah, the first, first thing was met with... Look, I remember, I was eating Shabbos lunch. A guy knocked on my door in Flatbush. Guy my door, walks in and says, Rebbe, did you hear about the tumult? All the water's trafe. I said, come on. I almost threw him out of the house. Like, this is right after a number of tumults. I didn't even believe it. Like, it sounds preposterous. He said, really, I heard something. I said, I'll investigate it after Shabbos. I investigated it, and then they, I, they, I, they told me about the Coke pods. I said, I got to see one. So I sent somebody from the shul to get me some. And, um, and uh, then I, I took out my loop. Again, if you, if you can't see it without a loop, it doesn't exist. But you see specks of things, so you want to see whether, what, what you're looking at. So I took out my loop, look at Myers with, to see what was going on. Boy, was it ugly. With the big beady eyes and antennas and all sorts of really ugly-looking thing. Um, so it's um, it, it's real. Some Peskimus say that if you can't see it and just look like a speck of dust, then it's not really us, because you can't really identify what it is. That's one avenue of but most don't agree with that. Say so if you're looking, if you see if you see a speck, and you just have to identify, and now you know what it looks like. So then it's and then there some of them are bigger. They actually see them without a loop. Uh, very well. I just wanted to see it in all its uh, glory. Um, so as small as a copepod, and that's not the smallest thing we're going to discuss, as we'll see right now. Ram is a very big animal. The Beit Sekinim are the uh, eggs of lice. Lice itself are pretty small. Uh, the eggs are um, tiny. And uh, the Gemara makes a point. HaKadosh Baruch Hu takes care of everything. It's part of Racham Avol Kol Certainly, you shouldn't mistreat them. 
So it's mestaber that it applies to all living creatures. People, hopefully kids, uh, or adults who never outgrew this, uh, where they just start taking off wings and legs and things like that just for the fun of it. That's a sadistic midah, and that's not good. And um, all these makaris hold that Sabah Chaim applies to insects as well. Afes kanafesh lezacharik lofimash nizbar nipsa shlora agreement sarbi adayim asira yeshnav chevel lahasit sar shabalem elav afilu mecharakim. And we saw the mice I mentioned with the chaznish, which we're going to see soon in print. Chaznish had a fly who was half dead in his house. He told one of the family members to put it out of its misery. And uh, somebody from the shul just recently asked me. Uh, they have a pet, and the pet seems to be has some sort of disease. And he said, what do I do? I said, what are the choices? So he said, uh, he said it's either $5,000 to bring it to the vet for some procedure. $5,000, I said, there are children starving in Israel now. He said, yeah, I'm with you on that. I'm not spending $5,000 on this. I said, what's the other choice? Said, the other choice is to put it out of his misery. I said, that's a mitzvah. He said, it's a mitzvah. I said, it's a mitzvah. Chazanish says, it's a mitzvah. So um, I don't know how you judge quality of life. I said, how do you know it's suffering? Say, well, I used to bounce around and do this. Thing. Yeah, it's just like listlessly walking around now. So, um, no, if that's uh, if that's sorry, then that's uh, that's the good thing to do. Yes. So that's the famous Shaila. What's better to have the glue traps that go snap very hard or the gluey ones? Each one's a mile and a chisar. I don't want to get too graphic. You all ate supper already. Uh, the glue traps. Uh, the mile is that uh, they get caught and at least doesn't dismember the animal. The chesaron is that it stays there for a long time and just dies of starvation or agony, whatever the case may be, and you also got to listen to it, which is Saba Chaim on the, on the humans. Um, the chesaron of the mousetrap that goes bang is that sometimes you come, if you've ever seen them, you see legs and tails and stuff like that, and it escapes, which is undoubtedly a lot of tsar if it misses. And, um, but if it hits, then it does the job quite well. So the answer to your question is whatever is less tsar for human beings. That's the rule of thumb. Animals are here to serve us. Unlike the uh, Nebuch. I had a case in HSL this week. There's a sick, never a sick fellow, which is not all there, who's a known animal activist. He's Jewish, Nebuch. Needs Yeshua. And he's been in jail almost in every country. He's a violent guy, and he came to Israel to do interviews. They invited, some left-wing group in Israel invited him. And he walked to a restaurant. There was a reporter for one of the big newspapers, Nick Ma'ariv, who happened to be eating there, minding his business, sitting there in a leather jacket. The guy came over and he was ready to kill him. He started a whole brawl. I don't care, but you can punch out humans just as long as you don't uh, hurt animals. Um, these guys are just, it's, you could take any, that's why the sug is important. Rachamim and the chiv to be a rachamon, it has to be dictated by Makaris and Gemara and Psukim. You can't, you gotta, you could take any midah and have it totally out of whack and then it doesn't, uh, doesn't work very well. So is being a nice animal Jewish concept? Yes, but not if you're punching people. And the, the, my reporter said, I was my scared. He had, he had blood in his eyes. He's, I was trying to back away, and he wouldn't let me go. And then he threw him off his chair. It was a mess. And then the universities canceled his speaking tour, only after that. A lot of crazy people uh, going around. So this has to be taken. This is not a, a support for PETA. Just saying that PETA has the one notion is, yes, we, in, if all things are equal, should be nice to animals. It's clear as day. The Torah Hashkafa, the animals are here to serve us. And that's why we're allowed to eat them. And... Um, and if you have a mousetrap and one is more appetizing than the other, then if it's a bona fide human need, you take the one that is the easiest on the humans. That's the, uh, that's the bottom line. Um, again, so he's trying to prove that it applies to all creatures, large and small. 
Bottom paragraph from page 135. This next thing I'm going to read is a bit of a riddle to me. Uh, he's using the Maritats, who's an Achron quote in the Pesach Tshuva once in a while. Uh, he's using it to show the Maritats holes that applies even to insects or flying insects. Uh, I'm going to have a kasha a question, not a kasha on it. You'll, you'll probably come up with the same question as you read it. Kasha Tsar Bal Chaim Noi Klape Tsaros. Tsaros are hornets. Chain Hitte Beshab is Lamel and Achri Lavi Kli Im Oshon to bring some sort of a smoking device. Kade Lavriach Dabur Hairig Esa Tsaros Shabikaveris. So some animal was killing the, uh, either the hornet was killing the. Um, the bees, or there was, I thought the boar might be a bear, but it doesn't fit into the dicta. Well, it sounds like the hornet's killing the bees. Some, something from the animal kingdom is killing something else. And you want to save them so you can get them away. You have to smoke them out, so you could do a milakum in the face of Sarbal Chaim. That part I get, he's going to bring a riot to that. There's a din shochanaruch. If an animal's suffering, you can rely on a milakum to do a milach of you, as he's going to bring right now. Shavasu madama maizazer, lehetu shetir chum levata klimechana b'shabes kadeh la'afshil aparish nafla amasamayim. If you have a cow and it fell into a ditch and you can't get it out, it's suffering down there. Latafes alaisin kelim matzeis amasamayim. You can actually take something and levata klimechana. It's a muksashayla. Ask the guy, or you can be here, you can probably do it yourself. And be over a muksa for the sake of tsar b'lechaim. So you see, we're willing to waive some Yisurim, some Yisurim to Rabbanon, in this case Muksa, in his case Amir Lakum, in order to help out the poor animal that's suffering. So you see, to save the bees and to save the cows, the same dim. The only thing that bothered me, what's my question on this, Misa? Yeah. Exactly. My question is, if you see, I started off with this, with this uh, scenario, you're on a safari in Africa, and you're there with your binoculars, and you're there with your shotgun, I'm not saying you should go. I'm saying if you happen to be there and uh, you see, uh, this is why people go on safaris, you see a, a lion mauling uh, an antelope. That was the example you gave me, they like antelopes. Um, so you're supposed to use your firearms to uh, get the lion away? Of course not. Yeah. That could be a hefzid for the owner. But he didn't say that. That's not a good point. If he would have said, you can get a mere lakam, Malcolm Hepsid, that's a dinner mere lakam. Of course you can get a lakam to save you. But if you can lose a lot of money, you can do a mere lakam. He didn't say that. He's madamid, you can be vato kli mechana to help out. Yeah, so that I, that I understand fully. But he's, the way it's written over here, it sounds like he's doing it to save the poor bees. Why are they poor bees? This is survival of the fittest. So you're saying, well, maybe they're, they're starting up. It's not natural. I don't know. Whatever, whatever uh, you know, makes the animal happy. So I don't. I can't fathom the Maori tots or anybody else for that matter would hold that there's a need to defend the poor animal that's getting mauled. If the if the if the lion starts attacking the antelope and doesn't do a good job and runs away for some reason, the antelope is suffering. So then you put the antelope out of its misery. I don't understand why. That's a kasha I don't understand. But the point he's trying to make is that you see the Maori tots holds that Sabachim applies to bees. Right, exactly, which is impossible. That's what I'm saying. That's the part. I, so I'm missing something from the scenario he's describing. Because something doesn't make sense over here. There's no mitzvah to uh, take on any time to free the, to free the insects uh, because that's the way Hashem created the world. Next page, 136. Yeah. I don't know if he's killing them. He's. Oh, you mean he's using smoking instead of? He's instead of killing 
Yeah. I don't know if there's any way to kill hornets. I don't know. You can't shoot at them. I, this oh, could I be the only way. Um, that's interesting, but that's uh, his main point was you can ask do Amir Lakam for Tzar It wasn't the uh, it wasn't the Shaila how to do it. Sounds like it was the Shaila of, of can you ask a guy to uh, to save them in the first place? Why are you trying to save them? Why would you do anything on Shabbos? Unless the Hefzid. Well, this is a, this is a Saying once the Hefzid anyway. Okay, maybe that was a scenario. You're your right, so then do it in a nice way. Uh-huh. Oh, okay, maybe, maybe. Maybe yeah, again, you had to be there for that because otherwise the kasha is, is, is obvious. You can't, uh, you don't have to go around saving animals, saving the victims. Shabbos for certainly yantiv is a shaila. Do we say mitoich since nitiyas hashem shchita is motor on yantiv? So maybe you could do mitoich shuhutra for shchita, hutra to kill the thing. Shabbos only if you have a child around the table or an adult who's severely allergic then maybe, I don't understand, I say maybe because let's leave. Like what? <laughs> can't matter an iser, you can't matter an iser for sakana, but only if the person is sakana, why just leave? It's not going to come up unless it's Shabbos, Cholomite, Sukkot. Because what are you doing outside? You want to picnic outside, so go inside. So on Yantiv, there's a discussion whether we say mitech or something like this. Um, uh, would trapping be better than killing, perhaps, on Yantiv? They say mitech with that. But on Shabbos, unless there's a pretty, you know, it's got to be some shasha real sakana. Well, what if they come inside? Because if they are in the house. If they come inside and you can't run away and we're afraid somebody's going to get stung, and we know most people, I mean, the doctors in the room can uh, deny or confirm this. I don't know if there are any doctors right here right now, but uh, I don't think you have, if 99.9% of the population is not, is not very allergic to bees, what? Right, most people are not going to die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So why, yeah. So why should you have to be chayshish? Can have a person with a very severe allergic reaction. Yeah, to be chayshish for that, I don't think that's very chayshish. Maybe I don't know the statistics, but I don't, it doesn't sound right. Maybe he's never been stung before. Who knows what might happen? Again, we have doctors, we have Benadryl, we have, we have, we, I don't know. I, I have to ask a doctor, but I, I think that it's such a small chance, um, you know, that we have many bedrooms in our house. I run into the bedroom and close the door. You're not allowed to do a malacha for sakana, unless if you can do away with the sakana. Yeah. Is the Rav perhaps suggesting that Shai Shalom should play a proactive role? They have these animals all the time in the animal shelter looking for homes. If they don't find homes, they kill them. So it's No, that's exactly why I'm not saying that. I was even hesitant on, on the video. I'm glad you asked that. It'll give me a chance to explain. I was even hesitant to say on the phone in the video that somebody has a pet. There's no avarity to have a pet. Most people don't have pets. And the reason is because uh, pets cost money and take a lot of attention, and they're a bundle of shilas and muksa. There's a reason why this person who asked me needed a pet, by the way. He didn't want to get the pet in the first place. There was a reason, it's a therapeutic reason why they needed the pet. Uh, if most people ask me, can they get uh, something for the kiss of Hanukkah like a pet? I remind them, first of all, getting presents for Hanukkah is highly suspect. Whether it's Chukah Seim Lusalechum, even though the minig is Lahakul, and some say that Hanukkah Gelt was a minig and they've extended the presents. Okay, we discussed that a little bit over Hanukkah. Uh, don't get a dog. Or a cat. It's not usher, but um, first of all, the muksa. A lot of people don't. They're muksa. You can't unless you have to touch it to feed it. The muksa. And who wants a muksa dog? They're there to play with. So the muksa and the feeding, and you can never eat breakfast, lunch, or supper without being over in the rice unless you feed them first. They're like it's like a whole shulchan aruch on owning a pet. So in the old days, they needed pets because they had in the backyard chickens and cows, and they had sheep, they had sheep dogs, and they had all sorts of things. 
today to have these things and and with infants in the house, you know, we like our our houses to be baby friendly. There's always crazy stories that they, they, we thought the dog was uh, tame until they got into a bad mood and they take a swipe at somebody. It's, uh, you know, there's a reason why we don't look to have them. The answer is absolutely not. We don't have to spend money. If, if their Jewish children are hungry, even, even Gaisha children are hungry, go before the pets. We don't have to spend money on that. There's still people hungry. So again, is it an Avera? I can't say. Somebody wants to spend $100 or $200 on a, on a pet, I can't, just like I don't say, you don't, can't go on vacation, you can't go out to eat, it's also a couple hundred dollars. I can't complain about the Baal but Lamaisa, there, there are many halachic issues that come with it. So uh, if you get, um, I was just walking through my study after Shabbos, this usually happens, I stepped on something, and it started quacking like a duck, and I looked down, and it was a cute duck that quacked like a duck, but it wasn't a duck. There are many things you can get for your kids that, uh, <laughs> that look and sound and teach them about the wonderful uh, Niflis Abere without getting the actual animal. Um, with that said, fish are very beautiful and you can feed them once a day and not have a problem back with lunch and supper. So if you're looking to get something, that might be, uh, that might be an idea. Uh, on the Tzad Ba'al Chaim issue, uh, I'm not sure. Birds certainly weren't created to stay in a cage two by nothing. Looks like tremendous sire for me. Oh, seeing the change. So if they're used to it, I guess, if they lived in the pet store like that for five years, I don't know the difference, and maybe they don't have tsar. Uh, but to take a bird and to ca- take something that likes being out in the wild, I'm not sure you're really accomplishing anything, even beside the, the animal. Uh, but uh, you know, it's hard to, hard to know that. They don't really talk too much. So I'm saying, if they're born into activity, it could be it's not a not, it's not a tzar. Right, as I, as I said, as I said, if they're born into activity, I have no right that it's a, it's a tzar for them. Um... Then he brings the mice. So one thirty-six on the top. What I mentioned about the chaznish. Move it b'shem chaznish. Shaher lairik zvuv shapir per ben chayiv lamavis. If it's suffering kadesh layam shel lispo mipziyasai. B'shut mishnah lochas kasev. Peskim husker stam tzabah chayim b'chol nevran. Mishnah dogim mishayitushim. It applies to all things. I mentioned to you that uh, the tshuva, the Michael that you brought me, um, mentioned that by fish maybe there's no tzabah by the chayim. That's a very interesting sfaris in there. Mentioned that uh, the fish can't make any noise, so they probably don't have too much sar because we can't hear them scream. I thought that was an interesting sfar. You can't hear them scream, and therefore they have left sar. So I think what he meant is, is the altrachma of al-kamaisov, it's not cruel if you can't hear them screaming, not that they don't have sar, which might be a mitigating factor. The Shiloh, there was an interesting Shiloh. There was uh, a fishing practice, maybe it's still extent uh, today, that they used to peel off the scales while the fish was still alive. Anybody go fishing over here? Would you? Is there a reason to do that before it dies? I guess it was too cumbersome to knock each one over the head, so they uh, just started peeling off. So no, you're peeling off a, a piece off the skin. So it could be Hashem created it. One point he made is maybe it's not so painful. They sort of like clip on and clip. They look like they clip on and clip off. Okay, I don't know. It looks like it's ripping also when it does it. But he said they don't scream, and it's easier for the humans. Now, if commercially it's easier for the humans, then zichamutah. If for some reason they have to start preparing thousands of fish and it's easy to do it that way, then fine, as it's moving around. I would find to hit it over the head, it moves around less, you can do the job easier. But there was a, that was a real truva written to somebody who complained, why they're doing this? Isn't this by the Chaim? And the answer is, if it's easier for humans and we don't have a that it applies to fish, he's arguing that it does apply to fish, just like it applies to insects and copepods. That's, that's the debate over here. Should it apply to fish or not? Af, next paragraph. Klape taloyim atzinu din sabachayim. It even applies to insects and worms. Yineim atzinu misha bir shatam mitzvah shvisa bantam shabbat subnei tzabalachayim. Some claim 
that the reason why is the chiv she's bamta is because they want to give him a rest one day a week. You can allow your animal on Shabbos little of Merkarka. Can you send them out to graze? You're doing Talisha. The answer is Shvisa's Behemta is not on all the Lamites Malachas. It's on the ones that are work. But the ones they're enjoying is Mutter, Kim Shane's at Sabish for Lanachas. Al Pizeh, Pasa, Bashut Be'er Moshe. Shagam Lania Chalukas. The second time we're discussing leeches in one week. Must be something going on over here. Luka's a leech, and they use them for bloodletting. They used to put the leech on, they used to suck up the blood, and that was considered Gavaldik, Kishmak for the leech. So can you have the leech work for you on Shabbos? Do the bloodletting. The answer is uh, yes, off the leech. Today we don't do it because we don't think it works that well. Uh, but that's not a violation of Shvisa's Behemta. That's what I'm saying. If, 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 if in the old days when they believed this was a matter of life and death, they would do it even on Shabbos. It's coming back, making a comeback. Okay, so don't do it on Shabbos because we're not that sure that it's a matter of life and death. We're pretty sure it's not. Um, but Al-Shrisa's Behemta, you own these leeches, you have to have them rest on Shabbos, and here you're putting them to work. The answer is, they're eating. That's not work. But the, what he wants to bring from this is, the assumption is, is that the Tzar Balachayim uh, would apply to leeches, it just is not a Tzar, but they're eating. Well, that's what he's arguing. He, his argument is, it applies to all... No. You take leeches, you're putting it on humans. No, we're not using it on the cow. We're using it on humans. We use these things on humans, believe it or not. They used to, and Tzadik says it's making a comeback. Uh, so you can allow the leech to work for you, and that's not a violation of Sri Mahemta. And if you argue that that... What? If, if in the olden days, if you held the bloodletting was a matter of life and death, then you could do it even on Shabbos. And they held that. That was one of the... No. No, he happens to be pointing out that it's not a violation. You're right. It's not a life that we'd be ever in Shri's also. Correct. He's just pointing out that it's not a violation of Shri's Behemta of these animals enjoying itself. And he's saying that if you put together Shri's Behemta is also because of Tzabah Chaim, which is not Muhu. If you put that together, that means that they're assuming that Tzabah Chaim applies even to leeches. Haray Shadon, which he says in the next paragraph, so, we have many riots that applies to all creatures, even creepy, crawly, tiny teachers, creatures, and what we're going to discuss tomorrow night is the kashas on this mahalich, and the kashas is going to be from our Gemara. Mr. Shem will pick that up tomorrow night.